Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his darkness retreat, and he has we don't we don't know if he's seen his shadow yet. And Lamar Jackson is also uh, still working on his contract with the Ravens, with the Rams appearing to start a mini fire sale. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. So I mentioned a little bit when I gave our opening little intro. A couple of things going on, two of them with some franchise quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers still does not know what's going on. We're going to talk about that. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are reportedly still pretty far apart on the on a deal with the franchise tag deadline just just over a week away on March 7th, as we are recording this on February 26th. Um, but we are going to start out, guys, with the Ra- with the Rams. So earlier on this past week, they released linebacker Bobby Wagner, who they just acquired this past offseason, uh, mm-hmm. la- this last offseason, um, for cap space. Uh, for for cap space purposes, they're projected to save about five mil in cap space, despite the massive deal they gave them um, because of dead dead cap money. And so now they're they're expected to trade cornerback Jalen Ramsey. So nothing is as official yet. They may never deal him, but according to reports, it appears that it is likely that Jalen Ramsey is on the move, and that will also be. Uh, for cap space purposes. So if they are to deal uh, Jalen Ramsey, and once they do make the release of Bobby Wagner official, that will save about 11 mil in cap space, give or take. And they're 14 under, uh, they're, they're 14 over the cap right now. So basically with this deal, I mean, it's hard to tell what they are. Well, we, we know what they're trying to do, but the question right now is, are they just taking a minor step back just to, to move a little bit forward? Or is this going to be, is this hitting the reset button for them? Are they stripping this down to the bone? Oh, I think that's, I think that's going to depend on what, on how they manage things going forward. Cause they are going to get way they're have to, they're going to have to get way under the cap just to replace the likes of Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner to any sort of extent. This is a good free agency class for uh, this is a good free agency class for the defense. Uh, so they they do have their options of play, players to replace them with, but they have to get way under the cap just to afford them. So, I mean, what do you guys think? This this is a this is a sticky situation for the Rams, who are still trying to eke out that last piece of their championship window. Oh man, what do I even say to this? Uh, first things first, Bobby Wagner. Bet you wish you were in Baltimore now. I never forget. Uh, that's number one. Number two, if they are doing the fully re- rebuild situation, which I think they're starting to gear towards, I'm not even sure if Aaron Donald comes back because I don't think he wants to be a part of another rebuild. So I believe sooner or later, if that's what they're doing, he'll, he'll either go into retirement or he'll ask for a trade. And that'll be something the NFL might take notice of because how much will Aaron Donald be worth now, which is what I'm thinking about considering. So when I look at it like that, it's like if Bobby Wagner's gone, Jalen Ramsey's on the move, Aaron Donald potentially can be moved as well. It's like, yeah, I see this as a little, I see this as a rebuild and I don't see them like taking steps to move forward. I think they're fully stepping back and going, hitting the reset mode. I don't really 
see it as them making the playoffs this year if they're trying to tear things down already. I mean, you're absolutely right bringing up uh, the defense here with Aaron Donald because while it has in past years been pretty elite that this Rams defense, it's a little top te- it's a little top heavy as well. Like they they rely on their big three of Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. They've had other pieces in the past, but a lot of those guys are gone now. And also, um, now that they if if they lose those three pieces, then what do they have on that defense? They're going to have to rebuild it completely. And as I mentioned before. By getting rid of these two players on their defense, they're not going to get. Um, they're not. They're still going to be over the cap by about four mil. So they're still going to have to restructure a lot of deals in order to in order to do that. And some players may not even be willing to 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 take on that. And if this is going to happen, then Aaron Donald's going to be out the door. Now, uh, Adam. Well, let me tell you something. I know we're talking about the Rams trying to eke out that last bit of juice from their championship window, to which I say, wake up and smell the coffee, Rams. It's over. You sold your soul for that championship. You went all in. You got your ring. But guess what? Now the bills come due. You're mired in cap hell. You're going to have to like cut all your good players if you want even a modicum of cap space. And chances are you might not even get a first for Jalen Ramsey because of his contract alone. So, yeah. so the thing is, you're right. They're having a fire sale and they're going to be mediocre for a while. Not even bad, just mediocre. You know, they're going to ride out the remainder of Matt Stafford's contract. I mean, you still have guys like Cooper Cup as well. But Aaron Donald's been mulling retirement for the past two seasons. And you were this close to losing Sean McVay as well. Mm-hmm. And if you suck or at least are mediocre another year, Sean McVay might just pack his bags and head out. Then what are you going to do? I'll tell mm-hmm. you what you're going to do. You're going to be screwed. So mm-hmm. for the Rams, you can't – don't be like the Saints because, you know, every year the Saints dance around their cap. They make limited moves just to be mediocre. Don't be the Saints. Take it on the chin. Face your cap issues head on. And you just – you got to wait, unfortunately. Wait till you actually have a first-round pick, you know? Wait till you – you know, actually have cap space because you're not going to be good for at least three to five more years. This is the downside of saying F them picks. This is mm-hmm. the downside of it because you don't have a future when you are, if you suck. And if you're a top five pick and you don't control that pick, it makes things even worse for you because you can't get a really good player in the draft now. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more I think about this, the more I think that the Rams are going to have to hit the reset button because it's not just once they get rid of these uh, players officially, they're not just going to have to improve on that part if they're going to get back into contention. They're also they also already have a bl- a glaring hole on the offensive line. They weren't able to replace Andrew Whitworth who retired. Uh, Joe Noteboom was not the answer, and he got hurt as well. So where do you go from there? You have two big spots where you need to that you need to work on. You need to you still need to figure out if Allen Robinson can actually still play or not. And Matthew Stafford needs to get back, get healthy, and stay healthy, especially with that offensive line. So there's just too many things to look at. You know, 
they they still have some pieces. They have Matthew Stafford. They have Cooper Cup. They have Jalen Ramsey at the moment, and they have Aaron Donald still. If they if they really if they want to do this right, they might actually have to hit the reset button and not only do that, but sell off all of their players in a fire sale and get rid of them so that you can get some some significant draft capital to rebuild your team. Because right now, I mean, you really did set yourself up to, you know, you set yourself up to, once you're done contending, fall apart for the next few years. I mean... They they kind of built they kind of backed themselves in the corner like this. Yeah, and uh, Adam and Tuck. Speaking of a uh, rebuilding, there's an old saying called "Rome wasn't built in a day." And if you think about it, that would encapsulate the Rams because we say like, "Oh, maybe you know, give it three to four, maybe five more years, and they'll be good." I just realized something. That's incorrect because then they're going to start having picks. Then they're going to be out of cap hell. And then, then like after about three years, then you can officially start the rebuild. So in reality, we're probably looking at maybe even six, seven years before you're even remotely in contention again. Oh. You know, barring you hit in the late round and get like the next Tom Brady. Oh, no, we'll see with them. I just I don't think it'll take six or seven years, but we'll see with them. It'll take a few years at least if they're going to hit the reset button, but they're going to have to pull a lot of strings just to stay out, just to stay in contention where they are right now. If that, because they were actually one of the worst teams in the league this year when they were supposed to be in contention for a championship again. Uh, but ne- I wanted to move on. So next we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, how he were, he emerged from what we call a darkness retreat mm-hmm. and what happens next? Because he did say he was going to make a decision, and that still hasn't happened yet. Two, uh, three days removed from ending that retreat. That's next. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker with you tonight. All right. So as I teased before the end of last segment, Aaron Rodgers finally came out of his darkest retreat. And he promised that after he came out of it, that he would come to a decision. It has been three days and he hasn't said a word since. So it's either he's contemplating something. It's going to come eventually. What he's going to decide is one thing. I'm I'm still grasping the the fact that this actually happened. This guy. So if oh, you saw, brother. if you've seen a picture of what of what this place looked like, if you've ever seen the Hobbit, um, the Lord of the Rings movies, it looked exactly like that. One of those bunkers. It's partially underground. It has a door. It's, it has a tiny little, adorable living space. 
and like if if he wants to do that like whatever he needs to do to make a decision that's fine but why did he have to address to the media i'm gonna go into this intense dramatic darkness retreat for four days doing god knows what to figure out what i'm going to do and then right after i'm gonna tell you guys what i'm gonna do well i'll tell you why it's to get it it's to get attention I think he just wants to be traded. I think that's perfectly fine. I think he's doing whatever it takes to get traded. I think his time in Green Bay has run its course. It's been run its course, to be honest. I think he just wants to go. I think that's all that is. And Green Bay just won't trade him. And, like, yeah, that's kind of the point I'm making here. No one – if he was going to retire, he wouldn't have had – he wouldn't have set up all this stuff. You don't go through all of this effort just to say, you know what, I'm hanging it up. You, you attract all this attention from the media. You tell everyone that you're going to do this. And then you say you're going to walk away from the game. No, he's setting up a narrative for the, for next season when he's on back on the Packers or going to the Raiders or the Jets. I don't think this is – I just don't I, – I think I am very – I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out just yet, but I'm this close to saying it's absolutely 100% he is not retiring. No one does this just to just to come out of retirement. We learned this from Brett Favre. He teases retirement for years, and he always came back. It got to the point where the Packers got sick of it, and they traded it. They traded his ass out of there. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. believe we're talking about this. I hear you, Adam. I, I do. I do. But do you want to know why Aaron Rodgers is doing this? Because believe it or not, I have an answer. Because he, in the words of Tony Stark, he's a full tilt diva. That's what he is. He's a drama queen. That's what he does. He wants all the speculation on him, all the media attention on him. He relishes this, and he's going to milk it as long as he possibly can. That is just who he is. It's woven into his character, for God's sake. Oh, my God. Every quarterback's a diva. Oh, my God. He's such a drama queen. Every year he gets the media playing his game. Ooh, will I go to the Packers? Will I go somewhere else? I don't believe it. I will not believe he's leaving until he actually does. Because this is the third straight year where he's playing the media like a fiddle, and I'm not buying into it. I am not. Yeah, look, I I completely understand why you wouldn't buy into it just because of what happened in the past few off seasons, but it's just this year is a lot different than the past couple of them because before he didn't really have much reason to leave. He had the coaching that he wanted, he had the offense that he wanted, he had a defense that continued to get better and still is a pretty good defense. This year it's different. He still has all that, but the offensive line is not quite as good as it once was, and. He doesn't have that wide receiver one that he's had his whole career. He doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore. Jordy Nelson has long been retired. And he even used to have the the likes of James Jones and Randall Cobb as wide receiver twos. He doesn't have that either. Marcus Valdez-Scantling's gone. So he literally, he actually now has reason to believe um, that that he wants to be out of here. He has reason now. It, I just Jack think people aren't believing it because it's the boy who cried wolf. Oh my god! During yes. all the, during all of these seasons where he has had no reason to leave but still was contemplating it, he didn't leave. Oh, geez. now he actually has reason to to leave. 
to, he's contemplating it, and the fans are now not buying it. They're saying, oh. well, you said that the past couple offseasons. Oh, brother. I can't believe I do believe that there is a good chance he gets traded. I do believe that. I don't think he's retiring because otherwise he wouldn't be doing this whole fiasco where he's going underground for four, for four days and telling the media he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Do that in private. That's fine. But I'm just saying. You guys are way too harsh on Aaron Rodgers. Number one, he's had reason before as to why he's wanted to leave Green Bay. They literally drafted his successor when he won the MVP, I believe. That, no, no. I think it was the year before, right? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was the year before. And then he won MVP twice in a row. So, yeah, they probably one thought of, he was getting on the other side. One of those was Brady's. No. One of those was Brady's. Come on. Stop it. You throw I'll, 43 I'll, touchdown passes to just 12 picks. You lead the league in both touchdown passes and passing yards, and you don't win league MVP. This is a side. This is all a side side note to what um, we're oh, trying to talk brother. About. We'll get to Brady in a second because I like how we talk about Aaron Aaron Rodgers threatening to retire, but Brady actually did and then came back, and we all have no problem with that. Adam, you've even said I think he's going to retire. So when we talk about this, I can't take it serious because we all know how we feel about Brady on this show. So let's not even go there. Number one. Number two, he's had reasons before as to why he wants to leave. They just won't get rid of him. I've been I've been saying it for years he should be traded. They just won't do it. They believe they can milk this as long as they can until either Rogers gets up, can't play anymore, or Jordan Love's contract expires. One or the other has to do it. I think they should just trade him and start Jordan Love as quarterback. I think I've seen enough from him to be like, he can manage the ship until you actually give him some quality weapons. And then well, you can see what you actually have. But Aaron Rodgers deserves to be traded, and he deserves to go another place like Brady. And if he wins another title, I never, ever want to hear that it's just Aaron Rodgers' fault. It's not. It's Green Bay. Well, you know, here's the thing, Tuck. If you are Green Bay right now, I feel like you would do the exact same thing that they're doing. You hold on to him, and you tr- you you do whatever you can to contend with him. I know they haven't done that. They haven't at all. But they've done one of the two things right, which is hold on to him. Because he is an all-time great quarterback, and as long as as long as you have him, you are going to have a chance. Just like the just like the slogan for the Patriots back in back in their days. As long as you have Brady, you have a chance. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. And if they let him go, it's not always going to be like a transition from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. I think that's that's very rare to see in the NFL. We saw it. We've seen it twice before. We saw it with the 49ers transitioning from Joe Montana to uh, uh, what's his name, Steve blanking Young. on it, St- Steve Young, and then we saw it from the Packers once. Can can we see that again? Can lightning strike twice in the same spot? Maybe I don't know Brady about and that. Mac Jones, maybe Brady and Mac Jones. Come on, man. That's also not the that's also not the same thing because we had we had a year of we had a year of Cam Newton Superman Cam over there, and we don't need to talk about that anymore. That's just we don't talk about twenty not excuse me twenty we don't talk about twenty twenty for the Patriots. We don't talk about that. We talk about twenty eighteen where they won a Super Bowl, and we can talk about twenty twenty one where Mac Jones led the team to the playoffs. But still, that's another side note. But. Listen, I'm just saying, like, if once be careful what you wish for as as Packer fans, because 
it's it's not as easy as you might think to go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to the next guy and expect to and expect to contend very soon. That's hard to do. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have a couple of years left. Surround him with what you, with what you can to win a championship and go try and do that because you don't have much. You don't. You can't keep taking him for granted. You just can't do that. Y'all treat Aaron Rodgers like he's the only diva at the quarterback position. All of them are divas for the most part. All of them. Yeah, well, we didn't say they weren't, but is it a crime to point out that Rodgers is also one? No, I think that's been evident for years, but I don't see a problem with it. Then why are you so upset with us calling him out? I mean, you're making it seem like it's specifically him. I think that's right. I mean, I didn't say anything that was incorrect. I'm just saying. You said he, I think it was like massive ego. Yeah, and most quarterbacks have it, but that doesn't mean I can't say Rodgers doesn't have it. Yeah, I don't think anybody will disagree with that, but I think that's just the way it is as a quarterback. If you're the franchise guy, of course you're going to have like a massive ego. That's all. All right. We're going to digress on this topic, and we're going to change gears and head to Tuck's Ravens. So Lamar Jackson in the Ravens. That's been a that's been an issue for all uh, ever since preseason. So they they offered so he's going to be a free agent if they don't give him the franchise tag, which they most likely will. Um, and he turned down a massive two hundred plus million dollar deal. And it seemed like they were getting close, but another wrench has been thrown into the machine. We're going to talk about that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So Lamar Jackson and his current team, the Baltimore Ravens, have been working towards a deal for quite a while now. And it seemed like they were starting to get closer. But now there is has been another issue to, um, to arise in this whole fiasco. So... Apparently, Lamar Jackson's camp offered gave a counter offer that is not only not only matches Deshaun Watson's deal, but actually exceeds his guaranteed money. This is all according to ESPN's Jameson Hensley and Jeremy Fowler. I gotta say, this is this this is not looking great for Lamar Jackson. And according to other reports won't even play on the franchise tag. So they're going to have to come to a deal soon or else this Ravens team is going to anticipate he's not going to want to be here anymore and they're going to have to trade him. But, talk. I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, don't say that. Don't say that out into the universe. I'm, 
Hopefully he stays. Hopefully he continues to rock that Ravens chain he has. Oh my, yeah. Hopefully we can find a new deal. That's the only thing I. Uh, this situation is so unfortunate. Now, granted, I don't think it was this bad when we had to deal with Joe Flacco's contract because we just had to cave in because he just won a Super Bowl. The problem is, why did Deshaun Watson have to get that deal? He didn't deserve it. I like when he first got that five-year, one-thirty-five deal with Houston. Then Cleveland said, watch this, and gave him that ridiculous contract worth $46 million a year. Why did this happen, have, have to happen? I think if it came down to it, I think the Ravens will forcefully give it to him. But at the same time, it's like, come on. $50 million guaranteed each year? That's I think that's a lot. I can't think about it in like percentage-wise, but I think that takes a lot of the cap for each year. Now, if they can rearrange it to where they can, like, turn it into a signing bonus and like that, then I'd be okay with it and I'd be fine with it. But this situation, like, uh, hopefully they can come to a resolution soon because this, it sounds like it's getting out of control very fast. Yeah, and I I just, it, it's hard to find a way out for this Ravens team because even if they do give him this money, that leaves him with not that much money to give him the pieces that he needs to contend around him. Not just on the offensive side, but the defense as well. And they have a couple of free agents, including Marcus Peters, who's been a, a big part of that secondary for the past couple of years. I mean, it's hard to see a way out for this team. They, I mean, they've been, they've been reasonably competitive under Lamar Jackson the past couple of years, besides the injuries that he's had. But in order to get over that hump, they need to improve this team, not just uh, maintain what they have right now. So that's that's really the tricky part here. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, this is a classic situation right here of the old saying, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you pay Lamar, chances are you can't afford to fix that offense and get him the true help that he needs. You're like a better O-line and a wide receiver one. Or a running back who can stay healthy. But if you don't pay him, then you're back to square one and you're going to need a quarterback. Because Lamar is not a bum. You know, he won MVP. But I keep saying this. He's too injury prone. And we all know your best ability is your availability. He is not worth what... I mean, Deshaun Watson's not worth his deal either, but neither is Lamar. Lamar is just not worth a $200 million deal, you know. He is just not fully guaranteed. Yeah, okay, okay you know, fine. You know, I'll, I'll give you that. Not fully guaranteed. If you're going to give him a fully guaranteed deal that's over $200 million, that's just going to kill your team. And it's just, if I'm the Ravens, I, I think they have every right to have every reservation about paying him that much money. Like I said, if I would be on the Lamar bandwagon a whole lot more if he could stay healthy. But if your quarterback's only playing 10, 11 games a year, then then it's just not worth it. Yeah. I I mean there's not much there's not much more to add here. I mean, we all kind of hit the nail on the head here. They're kind of in, they're in a tricky situation. And it's also worth noting, is it worth the Ravens actually paying Lamar? Yes. Well, 
is yeah. it? It's worth it. I agree. The past couple of seasons, he's missed the end of both of each of the last two seasons, especially in 2021. I mean, that was a real heartbreak. That was a real heartbreaker above this past year. I mean, that team was one of the better teams in the league, and then the injury bug smashed them, and they couldn't they they couldn't stay in contention. They couldn't. Mm-hmm. They wound up with a, a sub 500 record in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Adam, I want you to understand. Last year was upsetting. This year just hurt because within the last four months, or I want to say within the last four weeks of the season, we could not give get above 20 points. We could not do it. 20 was the benchmark. We could not get above it once. We need Lamar on our team. Right, that, but they, they had Lamar on the team. He was no, on the roster. No, he wasn't healthy. Exactly. If he can't stay healthy, then that's a bit of a problem. That's I don't blame the health thing on Lamar. He's staying in the pocket. It's not so much of him running. It's just, for some reason, Greg Roman decided, let me put a tight end on a pass rusher and see what happens. He found out what happened, and he, we lost our quarterback for the season. I don't want that to happen again. Hopefully. I believe our new offensive coordinator is better. He'll plan accordingly to Lamar Jackson, and we won't have stupid decisions like that happening. So, yeah, I don't think it's the injury bug as we're all thinking. But, again, I guess that's a fair assumption that he'll get injured. I don't believe he'll get injured next year. I think the offensive line will be better because I believe Ronnie Stanley will stay healthy. I think the right side of the tackle will be fine because he now has a year under the belt. I think overall, I think the offense will be majorly upgraded in more ways than one. I think we'll see the progression that we all think we'll see from Lamar. Listen, I hope you're right. I hope, I yeah, I do hope you're right. But when you miss a combined 11 games out of the past two seasons, yeah, that's a bit of a problem. That's not just you miss. It was one in, one injury from just one fluke play where something happens. That's that's I mean that's a trend right there. 11 games in two seasons. How many is Kyler Murray going to miss? That's from one ACL tear. And I also, I mean Kyler Murray's mm-hmm. another issue as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not letting Kyler off the hook injuries. Oh no, and Kyler doesn't deserve all the money he's getting either. Yeah, I mean Apparently that's kind of does. a two No, kind of, he does not. I I hated it then and I hate it now. If that's they're willing to him, that's what he's worth. It's kind of a two things are true at once kind of thing with Kyler Murray as well. I mean, his not not only his work ethic. I mean, the amount he 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 games. I didn't think I didn't know it was an issue before, but then they, when they added the incentives in his new deal, where you can't where you have to do your homework, it's a requirement when that should be something you're already doing once you're on the on the pro uh, professional level. That should be just common sense. I don't think the amount of games you play dictates the amount of money you make. If that was the case, Deshaun Watson would have made the money he made. Kyle Murray would have made the money he made. And certain other quarterbacks would have made the money they've made. I don't think it has anything to do with it. You have to look at the context behind it as well. Deshaun Watson had other issues going on. And he still got injured. Exactly. But that's not not injuries. Injuries are a a much different thing, especially when it's a trend. Missed games. Either or by hook or by crook, the best of it, the best ability is availability. He wasn't available due to off-field transgressions, whether he's innocent or not. He missed eleven to twelve games. As much as we want to hold it against Lamar, it's not an ACL tear; it's just ankle injuries. 
which are way better than an ACL tear. I'd rather have Lamar with missing 11 games than Kyler Murray trying to come back from ACL tear. Well, ACL tears happen, but when you when you have constant nagging ankle issues for a dual threat quarterback, then that's a bit of a that that opens some eyes there. That becomes a bit of an issue. I don't think it'll be much of as much as an issue as everybody thinks, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Well, we will have to wait and see, especially on his availability, because either way, whether he's on the Ravens or on a different team, he is going to be playing. And we are going to figure out whether or not he can stay healthy. That'll be something where you're just have to we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, But anyways, do we have anything else we wanted to bring up before we end the show tonight? Uh, Nope, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Tom Brady, congratulations on collecting your AARP check. Um, um, way to go. Um, congratulations on a wonderful career and best of luck in your future endeavors with Fox. You've been waiting for three years to say that. Yeah. That you can finally collect. You've been saying that for years about the double ARP checks. He could have easily come back for another year and been still pretty good. Listen, but if you, if you I want him to get hurt again, then be my guest. He didn't get hurt. Tom Brady, he didn't get hurt. He tore his ACL like 14 years ago. But, I mean, clearly that – clear. I think that ACL is kind of fine. I think it's all right. He won a couple MVPs, won a few Super Bowls, went there a couple times. He had a pretty good career. He was solid. I could could tell that ACL tear got – it got to him a little bit. (laughs) All right. He never threw 50 touchdowns again. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll we'll say that much. He had a he had a he had a decline there. All right, but I digress. He never made the Pro Bowl again. What? He never made the Pro Bowl again, did he? Yes, he, he did. did. Like a million times. He never times. played in it, but he was selected. No, 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 no. I'm talking after the ACL because I think he missed out because of Kyler Murray. Oh, yep. In 2021, he threw for 41 touchdown passes. No, 40. He threw 40 touchdown passes. We don't need to go on. You're you're just trying to rile me up now. He <laughs> threw 41 tu- he for either way. You don't go to the you, you don't put in Kyler Murray over Tom Brady. That was ridiculous. Dumbest thing I have ever heard. <clears throat> All right. I ain't got nothing else. I ain't got nothing else. All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.